Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Mike Kapler here. I'm the Cap with the Breeze Man, Joel Brzezinski. Thank you for joining us once again for Growing in Grace, another 15 minutes this week where we can get together and learn a little bit more about who we are in Christ. Hope you're having a good week, Joel. Oh, so far, so good. And uh, life sometimes has its ups and downs. And I'm not necessarily going through a bad time. But, uh, you know, I, I recently heard from my place of work, and I know that a lot of people are going through this around the country and even around the world. There's layoffs and, and there's unemployment problems. There's there's various things going on, things with the economy. I recently heard from my place of work that they're going to be laying off some people. And as of right now, this moment, it doesn't appear as if my department's going to be affected, but you just never know. And so in the flesh, and, and, and this is kind of... A normal thing that Christians go through, I mean, sometimes people think that because you're a Christian, you need to never have any fear whatsoever. You need to be strong, you need to be bold, you need to be courageous, and and yeah, true, it's true that the life of Christ enables us to lift our chin up and lift our head up and to walk with a lot less fear than with what we could. But I've got to admit that sometimes when I hear things like that, it gets into my heart a little bit, and I and I get a little bit of that fear going, you know, what's going to happen? But yet, it is true that if it wasn't for knowing the faithfulness of God, knowing the truth that in Christ... I've not only been saved, but God keeps me, and he loves me, he loves my family, he's going to take care of us one way or another, whether it's the way that I plan, whether it's the way that I think uh, he's going to do it or not, uh, I do have that hope, even in this life, even if things don't work out perfectly or work out the way that I would wish they would, I do know that God is with me, Christ is my life, and I really don't need to have the fear that I have. Again, not that I'm not walking in fear at times, but uh, I can put my hope and my trust in Christ no matter what's going on, even in the present time, not just waiting for this great, wonderful day uh, when we'll all be joined together in heaven. Yeah, I mean, you know, in this world, certainly God doesn't give us the spirit of fear, but in this world, fear does come knocking at your door from time to time. And I think the big question is, how do we react to it? You know, there's a lot of people who maybe just have a hard time dealing with fear, but God has given us the ability to overcome whatever comes knocking on our door. And there are challenging times, and this is one of those in the economy right now where we all have to... um, kind of double check ourselves and and uh, no matter what challenges come our way we can we can continue to trust God through them all it's easy to trust God when things are going well you ever notice that mm-hmm. when things are going great but during those times of loss and those times of challenge those times of worry that's when we have to kind of just take a step back take a deep breath and and say okay with God's help and the spirit who lives within me how am i going to react to this so um, you know, last week, Joel, we were talking about, are we qualified? Are you listening? Are you qualified to do the kinds of things that you think God would have you do? Well, let's take a step back here, Joel, and, and bounce off of that. And then maybe next week we can talk about Hebrews chapter 11 and all these people with all of their problems that, that God used. We're going to get into that a little more next week. But one thing we want to point out this week, the anointing of God. For many years in my Christian life, uh, the teaching that I was receiving kind of came across in a way where 
I almost had to um, somehow conjure up God's anointing in my life, or somehow I, I needed to to apply something <clears throat> spiritual or otherwise. I needed to deposit something into my heavenly bank account in order for that anointing to come upon me or for me to be able to operate or function in that anointing. I needed to be able to um, either be living in, in a certain way or be doing certain things. I remember for the longest time, I used to try. I didn't always succeed, by the way, but I used to try because this is what I was taught to pray for at least an hour a day. And that would help stir up the anointing uh, in my life and be able to allow God's power to flow through me in, in great and mighty ways. And I, I've talked with people or, or read about people who would just leave for a week or two or more and, and go to some isolated location all by themselves and just pray and fast. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm saying that it might be wrong if we're doing that to try to get something from God that we probably have already been given and just haven't realized it yet. So let's talk about God's anointing today. Yeah, the fullness of God uh, lives in us by His Spirit. Jesus Christ has come to live in us. He's made His residence within us. You know, sometimes uh, another thing that people think they need to do is the weekly visit to the Holy Temple the church, the church building. And and again, not that it's bad for people to go and meet together with other Christians on a weekly basis if that's what they want to do. it's a, It can be a really good thing for the saints to meet together and to build one another up. But some people think that perhaps if they've missed church, and I used to fall into this trap that if I missed a week of church, I felt like I had missed you know God's will for my life. I, I felt like I had missed uh, the chance to deposit some stuff into my you know some spirituality into myself so that I could go out and be this great super saint for God. So again, all these things they can be really really good things, but they can also be really really bad things if we're doing them for the purpose of trying to work up some sort of spiritual level before God uh, so that He can use us. The truth is that in Christ. We've been made complete. We've been perfected. You know, the the Bible says that through the blood of Christ, we've been perfected forever. I'm looking at Colossians 1.12. Paul says to give thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, all of this, the Father has qualified us. The blood of Jesus Christ, it's all through the blood of Jesus. We've done nothing to make ourselves qualified to be in the kingdom of God, and we do nothing to qualify ourselves to walk in that. Prayer is a good thing. Listening to the voice of God in us when, when he speaks to us, that's a good thing, that's a wonderful thing. Building one another up, as we meet together, all good things. But we need to remember, it's not our own fleshly efforts. It's not hours and hours of prayer time that qualifies us. It's the Father, and it's the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that has qualified us for everything in our lives in Christ. There's nothing that we could add to it or take away from it. Yeah, you know, First uh, John chapter 2 John said, you have an anointing from the Holy One. It's not something you're striving to get. It's not something you're working towards. 
It's something that has already been given through God's grace. The anointing which you received from Him abides in you. You mentioned, Joel, that the Scripture says we're complete in Him. Colossians chapter 2. You are made complete in Christ. Jesus Christ lives in us. You've placed your faith and trust in Him. You've called on Him as your Savior. Christ lives in you. Everything that you need in life to succeed lives within you. And you don't have need of anything else. And that's why we call the finished work of Christ a completed work. I've heard it said, and maybe I've said it myself, that uh, I'm a work in progress. You ever said that before, Joel? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm a work in progress. I'm not much of a theologian, so maybe there's some truth to that. But there's something about that phrase that just doesn't rest (laughs) right with me. I mean, I I know what people are saying, but I'm told that I'm complete in Christ. Now, I may be growing in grace and growing in my understanding and knowledge of who he is and who I am in him, and learning more about the truth of the Scripture. That is true. But I'm not really a work in progress. Jesus Christ has completed that work in regards to my spiritual identity. And part of my identity is that I am anointed. And I have the ability to go and do whatever it is that God would have me to do. I don't have to do anything to qualify for that. You know, I remember that uh, uh, a scripture that really held to me out in, in the beginning of my walk with Christ, Paul's words to the Philippians in Philippians 1.6, he says, being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. The work that was needed to make us perfect in Christ, the work that was needed to save us, has been completed. We're sitting in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus. There's nothing more that needs to be done. What Paul's talking about here is simply the living out of our daily life. The thing here that stuck out to me so much and that has helped me ever since then is that it's not this work that I'm doing in myself. It's the work of God in me to help me to know him better, to help me to to know the, the fullness of who I am in him. It's not as if I'm becoming anything more. See, that's the uh, mistake we can make, like you were saying a little bit ago, because our inheritance, our identity, everything that we are is complete. There's no more work that needs to be done. This daily good work that God is doing in us is something different. It's something in which he is doing the thing, and it's nothing to do with making us more saved or more in line with him because that work has been all done. It really has to do with just walking out this daily life and helping us to grow in his love, to grow in grace, and to know him, to be more intimate with him uh, just as he has intended for us to be. And so it's, it's all about his grace. It's all about the grace of God that has qualified us, that has given us the anointing that we walk in, and nothing that we've done to accomplish any of that. And that scripture you shared with me off the air, Joel, I don't think we've shared it during this program yet, unless I missed something from 1 Corinthians 15. Right. Yeah, 1 Corinthians 15, you know, Paul, you know, if you think about the uh, the Apostle Paul, you think super saint, you think super guy. Uh, but Paul didn't think of himself that way. In 1 Corinthians 15, 9, he says, For I am the least of the apostles, who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Now, you know Paul's life, how he had persecuted the church, but here's what Paul says about his own life and all the things that he did as a saint of God. By the grace of God, 
I am what I am. This is 1 Corinthians 15.10. By the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. Paul goes on to say that he even labored more abundantly than the other apostles. Yet, and here's the key to all this, it's not so much that Paul did all this wonderful work. It's that, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Paul knew that in and of himself, you know, he, he was not worthy to be called an apostle. But... He says it's not about whether or not I'm worthy. It's about the grace of God that was with me. And so since you've become a Christian, you're walking with God, just know, no matter how you feel about your own qualifications, (laughs) you've been anointed, you've been made complete, and the way that you live this Christian life is by the grace of God which is with you. Again, nothing more than that and nothing less. Well, and I think Steve McVeigh made the the statement that grace equals enablement. So we've been given this miraculous, supernatural, God-given enablement. And what's different about that that sets us apart from others is that we have been gifted with this, whereas some people are, are just trying to achieve dreams based on their own effort. And I'm not saying that they can't achieve some of those dreams. I'm just saying that God has given us some abilities to be able to do that simply by allowing His Spirit to live through us. And uh, that's an exciting thing to be able to to trust in. And I look forward to talking more about this, Joel, and, and maybe discussing some of the heroes of the faith from Hebrews chapter 11 that the writer referred to next week. Hey, me too. I'm looking forward to that and hope you'll uh, join us as you listen uh, to our weekly Growing in Grace program. I'm Joel along with the cap and check us out at graceroots.org and we'll be back again with you next time. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 